chapter 33, right there in the beginning of your Bible. Amen. Amen. Moses is pleading with God. Maybe we, maybe we uh, would think this morning on sometimes it's going to take a plea. Sometimes you're going to have to get serious. We uh, preach on that effectual, fervent prayer. Talk about what it does evade as much. And sometimes I think we just, when we pray and when we ask God and not knowing how much we need him, it, it, it's far from a plea. Yeah, it ought to be a serious conversation. If you got your Bibles in Exodus 33 and verse 12, I want to read a few verses to us this morning. It said, and Moses said unto the Lord, see, <laughs> yeah, I, I, that word spoke to me. Can't you see what kind of mess I'm in? Can't you see how things are going? I mean, can't you see that I'm in a jam? Can't you see that I, that I done got myself in a mess? Can't you see that life has kind of done got, done got real storm on? Can't you see? He said, and Moses said to the Lord, see, <laughs> thou sayest unto me, bring this people. And thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by thy name. And thou hast also found grace in my sight. You, Lord, you said that to me. Now, therefore, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider this nation is thy people. Just bear it in mind, he was saying. And he said, my presence shall go with thee, the Lord, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up thence. Don't, don't let us go without it. My Lord. Boy, we ought to come to a time even in our Sunday school classes this morning especially in a worship, especially in the preaching this morning. Lord, I, I just want to feel your presence. I want to get in your presence. I, I'm going to tell you a way you're going to get in your presence. You just start acknowledging how good God was to you. You'll get in his presence. He said, from, from wherein shall it be known? Here that I and thy people have found grace in our sight. He was asking a question. Is it not that thou goest with us, shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing. Also, thou hast spoken. Also, that thou hast spoken. For thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. Now, Moses is having a conversation with the Lord. He is not happy with maybe the things are going, even though the Lord has, has kind of done, went before him. And I wrote down three things as we go to thinking about this chapter this morning. Have you ever been standing and wondering where is God? Have you ever been standing and just wondering where is God? Well, if you start walking with God, you give your life to God, see the Lord every once in a while has to, 
that old car you got, you don't ever change oil in it, don't ever used to. We had to carry them in for tuna. They would change the plugs on them and they would change the oil and they, we'd go in and say, I, I need a tune-up on my car. They would do certain things to get it going right. And so sometimes in a spiritual walk with the Lord, and when you start off and you realize without him I can do nothing, David said it best in Psalms 124. He said, if it had not been the Lord that was on my side, the waters would have overtaken me. I would have been swallowed up. I would have been like a bird in a snare. Have you ever been standing wondering where is God? I think Moses was wondering. He was telling him, I'm going to send my spirit in front of you. I, I'm going to go before you and I'm going to prepare the way. But he said, but Lord, how long is it going to be before you're walking with me? How long is it going to be where I can touch you? How long is it going to be where I can sit down with you and I can have a meal with you? Moses was wanting something a lot more than what God was wanting to give him at the time, he thought. Next thing that I wrote down, one of these things happened. You ever been in a, a jam yet? And you wonder why these things happen. Seem like life is just going so good. And then something comes in your life and you say, why do these things happen? Look, it may be in your life that none of this has happened yet. I can remember sitting on a, a Sunday night training in the class and it was something about, you know, tell something about some crisis that you went through or whatever, you know. And, and I remember sitting there and I was thinking, I, I really ain't got no story to tell. I mean, my mother and father were still living. Everybody in the family was healthy. You know, we ain't went through nothing bad. And I, when they come around to me, I said, I, I guess I'm just extra blessed. I mean, I mean, folks, and rightly so, they was telling the story, and they were just crying. And, and they had a reason to cry. They done, they done been through some hard, hard times. And I said, I ain't got nothing. God, life's just been good to me. I, I just, I'm just blessed in every way. And I wasn't saying that to be spiritual. I just hadn't been through nothing. <laughs> Man, I don't know why. But it seemed like it wasn't but a couple of days after that, I seemed like all hell broke loose in my life. I'm like, man, won't you have one of them deals again? I, I'm ready. I mean, I, I, I got the tears ready. I've got it all ready. I mean, just ask the question one more time and I can tell you. But I can tell you this, that it wasn't ever a situation, no matter how bad it got, that I didn't know that the Lord was in the presence of everything that I went through, no matter how big the valley was, no matter how big, there was times that I was thinking, my word, what in the world? But you know what I got to thinking? I got to thinking, why should it be any other way? Everything I can look back in life and I can tell you that every what I thought bad thing that ever come in my life was molding and making me and getting me ready what was before me. Everything that we think is so bad in our life, if those things hadn't happened, if it hadn't happened that way, you'd have probably not been in church today. Man, I want to say to some of you folks today, just hold on a while. I know sometimes you think, Lord, when is this thing going to pass? When is this thing going to be? And you look around you, whatever you're praying for, if you'll just recall the time, if it's somebody you're praying for their salvation, it's somebody you're praying, boy, they're going to finally straighten up. You just remember a time. 
You just go back when you was that age. You just go back when you was that age and you'll realize you was worse and that same God that reached down and got you. That same God that wouldn't give up on you. That same God just kept on going. Look at Moses like, Lord, I don't want you just go before me. And a lot of times that's the way we are with the word. We'll say, I know what the word says. But man, I need to feel his presence, Brother Eddie. I mean, I, I, I need an answer. I, I need a miracle. If it was just something to strengthen me, I believe I could go on. The last thing that I wrote down, when will it come out? for my defense. Late last night and just with some friends at 10 o'clock or so last night, I found myself meeting with some folks and that was kind of the questions they had. The Lord's been good to them like he has to all of us. The Lord's brought them out several times just like he has all of us. Your mind will wonder, I wonder who that is. It don't matter. I'm telling you your story. If you've got a walk with God, that's the way it is. And I'm not saying in this situation, but I'll say in my situation. In my situation, it seemed like God blesses me. Any of y'all ever been blessed? <laughs> Few of you. Any of y'all ever got a little cold on God deal? Got out there a little bit and wasn't as faithful as what you used to be and didn't, didn't pray like you used to, didn't read your Bible hardly no more. Then God come along and spanked you pretty good. <laughs> then what'd you do? You got back in there, did good for a little while, God blessed you again, and it's total deal of life with us human beings, with flesh on this right here, this is totally what's gonna happen. God's gonna bless us. We're gonna withdraw from him. We're gonna think we can do it on. He's gonna whoop us, we're gonna come back. God's gonna bless us. We're going to withdraw from him. He's going to whoop us. We're going to come back. And that's just the way life is. So with this family last night, but this was requested like, how much more can we take? How much more can we go through? Boy, I was so glad. I was so glad that, that I knew him good enough, just good enough, that I was recalling some things. And I asked the question, what would you do when you was in that jam? Who'd you call on that time? Just tell, uh, yeah, but didn't want to ask. Just tell me where you got your ammunition from. Just tell me where you got your strength from. Just tell me who showed up right on time. Tell me what his name was. Well, we went to having conversation. I said, I still ain't heard his name yet. I want to hear his name. I want to know who showed up. I want to know what that comforter's name that come and brought peace in the middle of the storm. I want to know what his name was. Okay. Okay, it seems so hard. Tell me what his name was, but continually wanted to tell about, you don't understand. You don't understand. You don't understand. See, everybody their problem at that time is bigger than anything you've been through. <laughs> oh, finally, we got out that name Jesus. I said, let me tell you something. He didn't die. 
Since he's come from the grave, he's going to live forevermore. He arose up from that grave. He ain't dead. He's the same yesterday, day, forever. It's the same God's going to bring you out of that. I said, matter of fact, the problem you come to me tonight ain't everybody as big a problem what you say it is. Look here. And look here. When we left our sister Patricia, we had power. Why? Because we got a resurrected Jesus. He ain't dead in no grave no more. He's alive forevermore. Now, I feel like I'm just preaching to the church. I feel like probably the only people probably can grab a hold of this thing is people that's got a Holy Ghost living inside them that don't, don't let them forget who he is. That thing's rolling in you. It's, it's stirring in you. You know where your blessings come from. You know that you couldn't make it another day. You know the only way every good and perfect gift come from above. You know it. Oh, what are we going to do? I hate to take this much time, but unless I go back to the first verse of this, I'll try not to read the verses that I wrote. But when you go back to the first verse, it says, and the Lord said unto Moses, depart and go thee hence. He meant, go on, go on. Have you ever remember, have you ever been to something in your life that it was your first time to do something by yourself? You know, you can handle it. You go on. Wasn't, wasn't it a whole lot easier when you had somebody there with you? Didn't you feel a whole lot bolder? Let me give you for instance in mine. I remember when I first started in the, I was a bricklayer by my trade, but I was working for this guy and he did everything to do with the house when I was working for him in the summertime. And, and, and I'd been up under some houses and I'd been up under some houses that looked real snaky, you know, but it was always somebody with me and we'd, we'd talk about it like, man, it sure looked mighty snaky up under this place. But I remember the first time Brother Harris at Willis Warren told me, said, I need you to go over to this house. I need you to go up under that house. It's right over on College Street. And look here, they've got a leak up under there. And I need you to see, can you fix it? TJ, man, I was by myself. He said, I need you to go over there. Look, I took that before. I take that access door down. John, I, I just come on. We slide up under together. Maybe it's two or three of us. You bring the pipe. I've got the glue. Whatever it is, look at We was bad as bad could be. But on that day, Brother Sammy, I was all by myself. Man, I seen things moving up under that house that wasn't moving. I know it. Man, my imagination was going at about the time that Mr. Bill sent me up under. He had a, uh, his mama and daddy's house there over yonder at Alamo. And, and, and it was an old cellar, John, that you walk down some steps. Already this thing is looking bad. I mean, I'm in a place that I don't want to be. And, and then you got to climb up over a deal to get up under this house. And it's done been added on several times. So it was just a little small place that, that, that you went through to get in the next part where they added an addition. Mr. Bill, he just looking. And I'm looking. And I said, uh, hmm, I seen something move for sure. <laughs> and I told Mr. Bill, I said, Mr. Bill, I said, that's a snake up under this house. Him being the man he was, he said, oh, son. He said, that ain't, ain't nothing but a stick laying up under the house. I said, no, sir. I said, that stick is moving. 
in thinking, just like in life, in thinking back, I, I'm like, ain't that time to have a meeting, Read. I mean, ain't that time for me to come back out and me and my precious dad-in-law loved me so much, he, he wouldn't just send me in there with no snake and they all water moxing around them snakes to me. I, I ain't no garden snake alive. I mean, a snake's just a snake. I, it don't have to bite me. I, I kill myself getting away from it. Thinking my dad-in-law, we think about God. I mean, I mean Moe's like, hey, we got to have another meeting. I mean, you got to, I need you to go physically with me. I, I appreciate the encouragement. I, and I appreciate you saying, I got you back. I, Mr. Bill didn't call me back up out of the cellar. I'm there looking, I've got the flashlight, I can see the thing, it, it's going. He said, hey, you done scared it away, it ain't going to hurt you. There I was. Now I'm up on that dirt and got up on it. Now going through there and got to go through another whole man. That's done sent me out by myself. See, the Lord didn't come to Moses, and that's, that's what he does to you in your walk sometimes. He, he just kind of sends you out to the self. But I, but I want to tell you what God was trying to do right here. He was trying to get some folks' attention. Mm. Boy, I made it. But I, I don't know. I, I didn't think my father-in-law would do me like that. I'm like, surely we can call a plumber. Let's put your money and my money together. And let's, it's time to call somebody else. It's time for somebody else to do this project. And I ain't really no plumber, no way. You know what I'm talking about? I need to talk to you about this. I said, look, this whole deal's a bad deal. It's, it, ain't no, it ain't no good deal. No way. I'm not no plumber anyway. I'm going to mess up more than I can fix. Let's just forget about the whole thing. No, Mr. Bill, like, go on, here's, here's this. You're going to need this. Like, man, just encouraging me along. The Lord was encouraging Moses. But Moses, like, I need more some, than encouraging. But let me tell you what brought him up to this. Let me try to read real fast. And the Lord said to Moses, depart and go, go thence. And, and, and thou and the people which, which hast brought, thou hast brought up out of the land of Egypt and to the land that I swear before Abraham and Isaac and to Jacob, saying, unto thy seed I will give it, and I will send an angel before thee and drive out the Canaanites and the Amorites and the Hittites and the Parasites and uh, and the Hivites and the Jubasites, they sighting folks, ain't they? I mean, they just sighting everywhere. And, and unto the land flowing with milk and honey, and I will go up in the midst of thee, for thou art a stiff-necked people. You hear what he called them? He said, y'all a stiff-necked bunch of folk. Lest I consume thee in the way. He said, you don't want me to go. He said, I'm barely where I'm stomachy now. And ain't that just the way God, I mean, that's just reality. I mean, I don't know why he'd get in the car. He done went before me. The Bible said he's going to make you crooked places straight. And, 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 and he done gone before you. But sometimes you just get in a jam like, Lord, Lord, I need you a little closer today. I, I know that you made a way. I, I know what the word says. And I know this, but I need you just a little bit closer. And he said, no, you don't really want me in the car with you. Because when I get in the car with you, I'm going to see all them things that you're doing. 
You really don't want me to spend the night with you because of spending the night with me, I'm going to see all them things. You realize that I'm holy and you're a stiff-necked folk. You have done some things that you shouldn't be doing. And, it, and we all nailed right here. And when the people heard the evil tidings, tidings they mourned and did not put on his ornaments. What? For the Lord has said to Moses, say to the children of Israel, you are stiff-necked people, and I will come up in the midst of thee in a moment and consume thee. Therefore, put off thine ornaments from that I may know what to do with thee. And what it would be, you know, sometimes we wear a cross. And there was a day probably it, it was symbolic or something. I really love to see a news thing that I watch. And that lady, a lot of times she'll have a cross on there. I thought that's pretty bold to be on live TV, news every day. And she has that cross a lot. I thought that's good. It symbolized something. But the people in that day that really wanted God to go with them, and they really wanted God's blessings, they would also maybe have maybe an earring or something that symbolized just a little bit that every now and then they kind of play with this other little God. How many of us all got them? Huh? It ain't all about the cross, is it? No, it ain't, it ain't all about, I mean, I mean, it, it ain't all about the cross in our lives and everything that we do and every place we go and, and everything we're not. It really ain't all about the cross. We, we got some other little gods we kind of get dependent on sometimes. Sometimes we just toy with it just a little bit. Oh, I got you. I'm the only one. I got you. I got you. I got you. Either that or y'all so guilty y'all can't say nothing. They're going to have to listen, Brother Sandy. I'm preaching. Well, he said, I want you to take him off. I want you to take that stuff off that even represents that you would do anything other than following me. But you know what I noticed in life? I've never seen nobody bow down that stuff. When it gets rough in life, somebody dying in the family, some disease comes to the family. Did y'all get that text I sent y'all about Larry Jacobs this week? Joanne back there has been helping Larry as he goes to get his chemo and things. Been just letting her know around. She works there. Joanne sent me a text the other day. Said he went to his doctor and it's all clear. Keelan and Cal, we ain't going to forget that day we rolled over to his house, are we? We ain't going to forget that day we went in and prayed in Jesus' name. And Granddaddy wasn't just looking real good, was he? I'm talking about he was a sick man. And I'm going to tell you something to know that y'all, look here, and we and other folks and called out on a living, risen Savior that you could go and you could get a report that it's clear, it's clear, it ain't there. Yeah, <laughs> some would might would say, but Brother Eddie, but what if? No. I don't never remember a time that my mother ever fixed a good old banana pudding, Brother Sammy. And I said, you know, I, I would enjoy this. 
But you know tomorrow or three days from now, these old bananas are going to be done, got plum black. They ain't going to be good no more. They ain't going to be fresh no more. So I'm not going to enjoy that. Let me tell you something. If you'll start praising God and you'll start thanking God for what he's already done. Look here. For what he's already done. I'm telling you, I'm serving a risen Savior today. Look here. That I give him the praise, honor, and the glory. It don't mean nothing to you. Do you know what it meant to Brother Larry? Do you know what it meant for him to send that text that it's clear? Who you think done it? Let me find where, where was that, y'all? Yeah, five. The Lord said unto Moses, say unto the children of Israel, you are stiff-necked people. I, I will come up in the midst of thee in a moment and consume thee. Therefore, now put off the ornaments from thee that I may know what to do with thee. Take the junk off. Take the unbelief off. Take the religious stuff off. Take, take the first and last stands off. Give me some worship. Give me some praise. Give me something I can do something with. My word. And the children of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments by the Mount Herod. And Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp. After off from the camp and afar from the camp, he, he's got it out there and, and called it the tabernacle of the congregation. Boy, that'll preach all by itself. And it came to pass that everyone which sought the Lord went out into the tabernacle of the congregation, which was without the camp. It was setting a little ways off. And it came to pass when Moses went out to the tabernacle that all the people rose up and stood every man at his tent door and looked after Moses until he was gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass as Moses entered to the tabernacle, uh, the cloudy pillar descended. Mm. and stood at the door of the tabernacle and the Lord talked to Moses. Boy, he'll talk to you. Yeah, we, we got some folks, got some denomination now, believe the Lord won't even talk to you. Man, he talked to Moses in the Old Testament. My word, we got to come for you. think he can't have a conversation with you? Because you ain't listening. And all the people see, saw the cloudy pillar standing at the tabernacle door and the people rose up and worshiped. Every man in the tent door and the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh to his friends. And he turned again into the camp. But the servant Joshua, the son of Nun, the young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. And then I started reading to you about Moses was saying, but look, Lord, you said I've had favor with you. I want to see you. When that pillar come to him, it was like being in the presence of the Lord. He didn't see him in a body. I, I can go over and read to you in Matthew how one day we're going to see him. He's going to be coming. See, the last time he just wanted to come in his power, but the next time he's going to come in his glory. Moses said, I, I, I want to see you. I want to see you. I, I, I want, I want, he wanted to see God. He wanted, he wanted the people to see him with God. That's what he wanted. Mm. So the Lord decided to change his mind. Ain't you glad that God don't give us what we deserve? 
I believe just about every time he has changed his mind. Every day he has changed his mind, me. Huh? I believe he wakes in the morning and said, you low-down, stiff-necked rascal, you. After I done been so good to you, after I done blessed you, after I done prospered you, look at, after I done gave you a healthy body, you running around here, my word, man, when in the world are you going to get serious with me? Shoot. Stiff-necked bunch of folks. Look here. Look, man, he's coming by for peculiar people. It got so live yesterday in, in the men's breakfast time that we have preaching now. I mean, it just, I mean, me and Johnny Wayne just tagging in and out. I mean, I expect somebody just to slap somebody got so good. I, I didn't know what was going to happen, man. We got to talk about, you know, dying in the Lord. We just talking about how saints ought to react. And I was just in a fellowship hall, just jumping around. I said, what if I fell out? Somebody would say, well, we probably need to call his family. I mean, he's passed out and somebody, what if somebody checked him? Somebody knew about it said, no, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> what if the whole fellowship hall just broke out with the clapping? <laughs> My word, he's dead. He, he's absent from the body. He's present with the Lord. Brother Eddie is dead. Praise God, he's dead. <laughs> they just were shouting. They just over rejoiced and Bible said, look, when a, baby's, when a baby's born, you better start crying. Man, when they leave this place and they go to be with the Lord, it's, it's rejoicing time. Look here, the world, when they look at us, I mean, it's supposed to be that, look here, we are very peculiar. You go to try to have a good time at a funeral, you try to, because my deal is everybody doesn't want to make you cry. Everybody says, are oh, you doing all right? Wow, it ought to be rejoicing like it was when I went to see my mother. Debbie, when Mama Cow Mom said the story real quick again. And, and I went down to, you know, comfort my mother. It was her mother. And my mother and grandfather, they preached, head churches, they did, I mean, just talk about heaven all the time. And, and so <clears throat> I went down. My daddy had, like, Alzheimer. And he's over there in the recliner. And so... Uh, Levada, I'm trying to comfort Mama because it's her Mama that's gone. And so, and so, what I'm saying is, Mama, it's all good, ain't it? She said, Son, it really is. Mama's doing fine. You hear me? She's doing just fine. And and I said, Well, you know, she talked about heaven, Mama. And she talked about being in heaven, and she couldn't wait to be in heaven. Couldn't couldn't wait. And now Papa Camel's up there, and now she's gone, and it's just all good. And, and Mama was saying, Son, sure is. Mama is just fine with her Mama being in heaven. It's just just fine. Well, my sister over there, she she done went to rocking a little bit, and she went to smacking a little bit. And I I said, Sharon Kay is finna cry. Sure as the world. And my daddy having Alzheimer, he'd say some crazy things at, at times. You know, he'd just say crazy things. And all of a sudden, my daddy said something just crazy. And mama just went to laughing in such a way, you know, and tears was coming to eyes for laughing. I'm laughing. Sharon Kay's laughing, you know. Daddy's the word saying where it was. He done. So when it was all over with, I said, uh, Sharon, I said, Daddy kind of messed up your crying deal, didn't he? She said, he sure did. I'm going to tell you one thing. This living for Jesus, this believing in God, believing God is able, this believing that God can do anything but fail. Look at He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm going to tell you what, when that Holy Ghost gets in you, praise God, it'll take away some tears, it'll take away some hurt, it'll give you some happiness, some joy, and some understanding. That's all you need. 
Man, just crying in your beer. I mean, they show up, you know, some of them showed up yesterday for breakfast. You ought to see them. I mean, I mean, I mean, I just see a lost person like, man, you ever thought about getting saved? He said, be like them. <laughs> I mean, they just show up like, I'm like, well, I done cooked. All you got to do is come and eat. I mean, you, I mean, it ain't like you done knocked yourself out hurting. I mean, I don't wash the dishes, but I mean, I just, I got it set before you. Here's the Lord is. I done provided you. I done gave you all these promises, David. I got a whole book full of promises. I done told you. I ain't going to never leave you, no forsake you. Look there. That's the way Moses was. And he said, God, I know that, but I want you to walk with me. Hmm. You ever been there? So, Lord, I, I know. But I want you to walk with me. Let me finish up right here. Let me try to finish. Praise God. Let's go on down past where in verse 17, just to finish out this deal. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing. How many times you've got exactly what you asked for? Hmm? You sitting here today, how many things you done went through your life where you done ringed your head? You know, you done, you done said, oh me. You was out there walking in the backyard. You was walking down there by the shop. You was walking somewhere. So, oh my, what am I going to do? You was driving your truck. You was driving your car. You was, you was headed to the mall to buy another dress. Oh, Lord, what am I going to do? You know what I'm talking about? Us men going down the road, you know, had got an RC and a moon pie. And we just like, oh, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, cheese and crackers, you know, got crumbs all over us. Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. How many times you sitting here today and all them problems you had and all them things, let me tell you something. You're going to have to make yourself get back in that old sorry spirit again. Realizing all things work together good for we preached last Sunday. You'll have to make yourself look here. God's took away every bit of that stuff from you. He's took away every bit of the hurt. He's took away every bit of the sorrow. I mean, for you not to live a victorious life today, I mean, it'd be like you having to go out yonder to the landfill. I mean, just walk up in and somebody said, what in the world? I mean, if they was to drive you to the landfill for all that Jesus done done and all his promise, Brother Samuel, he done gave us. And every time he done pulled us out, it'd be like us driving out yonder, Jacob, to the landfill. And you say, where we're going? We was together yesterday. And, and whether us going where we was going, me and you just went to the landfill. Say, so come on, Jacob. And there we are. Stepping on dirty diapers, poop, sardine cans, old tuna fish, all that stuff that y'all done went to them restaurants and eat that they done carried out there. All them old slimy cheeseburgers, flies flying around. Come on, Jacob. Come on now. What are we doing up in here? What are we doing? That's what the Lord would say. Moses said, Lord, I know you're going to carry me, but when are you going to walk with me? And he said these words, if I can please get it out. And he said, I will do this thing that thou hast spoken. How many times he done done exactly what he said he was going to do? For thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by thy name. And he said, I beseech ye, show me thy glory. And here's what he said to him. And he said, I will make my goodness pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will show mercy to whom I show mercy. And he said, I canst not see my face for 
there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me. <laughs> uh, Ed, shut your mouth, huh? Shut up. You hear me? Huh? But there is a place by me. Are we in here, Brother Kenneth? But there is a place by me. Don't nobody look here. I don't know what you're talking about, but there is a place by me. I'm talking about you got to done been in the Holy Ghost. You got to done had the master. Look here. Of the wind and the waves that we preached the other night. You got to have him done walked up on your cell a couple of times. Said, peace be still. He said, look here. You can't see my face, but there is a place by me. He said, but there is a place by me. Mm. I, man, I, I, Brother Harris, I wouldn't have to sit in Donald Trump, Trump's lap, son, if I was just on a seat across the road. <laughs> How you doing over there, Mr. President? Huh? I'm on his airplane. You hear me? Look at, I'm eating the same steak with ketchup he's eating, praise God. I mean, ain't we doing fine? <laughs> what do you want me to call you? <laughs> oh, just call me Donald today. We, we just having a good time. He said, look, you can't sit in my lap. You can't get right up in my face, but I got a place beside me. You can come. Did y'all understand what I'm talking about? Is it a few of y'all know what I'm talking about? He said, I got a place beside me. I done throw my Bible like crazy. And the Lord said, behold, there is a place beside me. And thou shalt stand upon a rock. Mm. He asked Peter, he said, Peter, it's a question you need to have today. Peter, who you say I am? Some say you John the Baptist. Some say you're Elias. Some say you're a prophet. He said, but I want you, I want to ask you a question. So I'm asking all the question. Who is this man we preaching about today? He said, you're the Christ. He said, Peter, let me tell you something about what you just said. He said, upon that statement, you just said that rock right there. He said, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell won't prevail against it. He said, I'm going to set you on a rock and it shall come to pass while my glory pass by it. I will put thee in the cliff of a rock and will cover thee with thy hand while I pass by and I will take mine hand and thou shalt see my back parts but my face shall not be seen. Let me tell you something. I ain't never seen him face to face. But I'm going to tell you one thing. There's been a whole lot of times, my word, when I was stuck in a jam. He just done put me in a little old corner somewhere. He done backed me up against a wall somewhere. And I thought, what in the world has done come by me this morning? He said, you can't see my face. He said, but I'm going to let you ride with me. I'm going to let you dine with me. He said, if you'll open that door, I'm going to come in and sup with you. He told them that, look here, in the church of Laodicea, it's way back yonder, man. He said, I'll stand at the door and knock. He said, if you'll open that door, look here, I'm going to come in. I'm going to drink some milk with you. Look here, we maybe got some apple cider out. I'm going to sup with you. You can sup with me. That old song still singing in my heart. Jesus is saying, come and dine. The master calleth, come and dine. Huh? 
Good Lord, y'all better be glad I ain't one of them slap folks. I'd be done gave every one of y'all wet blanket. Huh? I'm talking about they'd have to haul them out of here. Sammy. Huh? You'd be saying, Brother Eddie, you can't hit folks like that, man. I mean, we're going to have to go to school somewhere. You, you got to take, you coming in too hot. <laughs> Woo! I'd be walking on heads around here. I remember one guy was up there one day, they got on him real good. He said, Brother Eddie, I felt like crowd surfing. <laughs> this thing's good. You know why it's good? You know why I'm excited about it? More miracles. Showed up yesterday morning. I said, God, Larry just sent that text out yesterday. You would have thought we'd have come in here this morning. I mean, you thought it'd been such a, I mean, I'm excited today because all them things he did for me yesterday. Hey, I understand. Larry Jacobs was saved. If it hadn't worked out this way, He'd have really been better off. But we, can't, we won't even hang around. So God said, you're a bunch of stiff-necked folks. Y'all don't always do what I want to. I, I was just going to send y'all out there by yourself, and I, I had him just out there, and I, I was just going to have to use him just, just for something right there. But I tell you what I decided to do. I decided to walk on down there and go to that doctor visit with him other day. I decided to walk on in there. I decided to get them sales pushed back out of the way. I excited that doctor. You know how hard it was for that doctor to say this. I don't know. That word clear is a whole lot better than me than it. I don't know. Humble Larry Jacobs. The Bible said he gives grace to the humble. I can't tell you. Can't tell you how many times people done moved and he'd drive wherever he's from. Here he'd be to help move somebody. Every time, get ready to put up that tent for vacation Bible school. He'll drive all from Bolivar. And if you don't let him know, he's going to be mad. Didn't nobody call me. Well, I mean, you had a long way to go. We had plenty. I've done it every year. <laughs> Just standing there willing, whatever can I do. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. I love being around the presence of the Lord. Huh? Can I read just one other verse? Matthew 24. Look at the last time he came. He came in power. And he demonstrated power. But the next time he comes back, I had somebody tell me the other day they couldn't decide where they're going to go to church at. You know? And I said, we're going to try this. We're going to try that. We're going to try that. I said, I'm going to tell you what I ain't going to do. You ain't going to get no brown nosing out of me. You can forget it. I ain't in no race with nobody. I done loved you through this deal. I done loved you through that deal. I done loved you through that deal. I done spent 20 years with you when you was lost, running up down the road with you, getting close to who it is now. I said, let me tell you something. You choose what you're going to do. If you're waiting for me to do something different, turn some car wells to try to impress you, you're wrong. I'm going to tell you something. If God ain't already done done enough for me today, if God ain't already done blessed you up today that you can call him Lord of Lords, Prince of Peace, look here, Almighty God, if he ain't done already done enough. 
I said, if he ain't already done been good to you, if he ain't already done enough, he told Joshua, he said, choose you this day whom you going to serve if me bringing you across that Red Sea on some dry ground. <laughs> Just choose you this day whom you're going to serve. He said, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Look here. And then shall, oh, and immediately after tribulation, verse 29, those days shall the sun darken and the moon shall give her light and the stars shall fall from the heaven and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken. And then shall the son of God, of man in heaven, and then shall appear the sign of the son of man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the son of a man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. I'm going to stop. You want to see him, you'll get to see him. Oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. Houston, if you'll start the invitation. Oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. Hi, today, this might just been for the saints. I'm talking about saints when I say saints. I'm talking about the Bible talks about stir, stir up that gift. Stir up that gift that's within you. Did you get stirred this morning? Huh? All you can stir is what's in there. You hear me? I was making some of that uh, grapefruit salad yesterday afternoon. And I put, my, put it out at room temperature, but it won't melt it. It won't get it. And so, and so I put the cream cheese in there, and that stuff just thick. And, and then I put the sour cream in there, and I'm needing that stuff to dissolve. I'm really wanting to throw it in the microwave, but I'm thinking, I, I'm going to break it down. But I, I need it to stay good. And so I got my spoon, and while I'm cooking other stuff, and I got my spoon, and I'm pushing around the bowl, and I'm just trying to separate it, Brother Harris, where maybe some more warm air can get to. And then I even went and set it over on the oven where I'd been cooking, you know, on the stove top. I said, well, ain't nothing on right there, but it'll get a little warmer, Michelle, and, and you know, it'll, it'll work out. <laughs> so it's time everything else is made. Now, I need to get, and it's lumpy. I can't, Vicky, I can't get it to work out with my spoon. You know what I did? I got me a mixer. I got me one of them blenders. Man, when I stuck that thing down there, look here. You talking about stirring something up. That stuff, I didn't have my apron on yet, you know. That stuff, I had a black shirt on. That stuff got all over me. I'm just trying to give you just a little example. That word of God. You ain't going to be able to, you got to, you got to have something. But I'm going to tell you one thing. I hope this morning you as a saint of God, I hope through miracles that's been happening around here, I, I hope through signs and wonders that are going on that you absolutely know that you're not going to set up under nobody that's going to try to tell you that some of them things for God, it just ain't for today. I'm going to tell you something. If God walked out on that water one time and said, peace be still, I'm going to tell you, you can be on a ship today and he can walk out on the water today. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Son, son, he can do it for you. But I ask you, did you have anything that got stirred? Or you just sat there and kind of like, well, that ain't that just something. Oh, that Brother Eddie. No, I'm talking about the word. Brother Eddie ain't part of no water. Brother Eddie ain't healed no kind. Brother, I'm just telling you what you could have told me. Right. Read it. So whatever thing you in, 
Let him just stick you right there in the cliff. Huh? Let him just back you up and just say, he said, be still and know that I am God. Huh? That old roping horse. You'll back that old horse in there and bump it one time, won't you read? Huh? Finna rope that cow. They want you to back in and you got to scotch it. You want them to say, they'll nod that head. That's what you need to do. You just need to back in the box. Just nod that head and say, come on. Come on. Come on. Bless me, Lord. That's all Moses asked for. He said, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing. This thing you need, this thing is called the Holy Ghost. You need it in your life. You won't be religious no more. Stand. We'll, we'll try to go. Lord, how do we know today?